0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: Welcome to the Writer's Room, where funny writers who sit in funny rooms and write funny words for other people finally get to talk. Here's your host, me, Jeff Cesarean. We are talking with uh, Camille Corbett, uh, writer, comedian, musician. (laughs) She's been in rooms. She's been in her own rooms. (laughs) Uh, She's currently in her own room right now. (laughs) Uh, So here's what fascinates me is you hit on a great uh, notion, which is you're in a room. There is a great sort of camaraderie in the room. Yet if someone's running it, who's who's not really someone you feel comfortable with uh sharing ideas or the, or they're just not receptive to your ideas it 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 just becomes a gig yeah um, so between that's that that's why I do stand up what's that that's why I do stand up <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell me about that that is is an, a another avenue that you do and b i would think for me stand up is was the bulwark of my career until i got behind the camera and started producing and and writing and stuff but it is also just this beautiful thing that i had to do i had to do it i didn't get to it till late in my life i was 28 when i started stand up and just cuz i just i had to do it i almost didn't give a shit what happened i just said i i just remember going to comedy clubs in the crowd sitting in the crowd and i could not stand it uh, I, was, I was literally like oh god i am not to be here i'm supposed to be there what drew you to stand up
0: being in writers rooms honestly and like having cuz basically in a writers room like i'm always like the joke monkey or like one of the joke monkeys and i'm always like um you know pitching jokes and like it's just like one dude being like yes no yes no yes no to the jokes and you know i get sick of like an audience of one like some of my jokes are fire and so (laughs) i just wanted to you know um have a bigger audience like instead of it being yes, no, yes, no. Like if, if in standup, it's generally yes, 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 yes. So I way much prefer it because like the value of my jokes have went up like because of stand-up. In addition, like it sort of got frustrating to me as like a comedy writer where like I would love to be considered for like comedic jobs and they'd be like, oh yeah, we're going to go for someone like, you know, more funny, you know, like a stand-up comedian. I'm like, have you seen most stand-up comedians stand up? Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like they're not guaranteed funnier. Also, like I've worked with a few stand-up comedians. I don't think that is an indicator that you're funny at all. Like, um, well, in not. writer's rooms.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, th- that's true. It may not translate to, to the writer's room. Um, why, why do you think that is? Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. um, and the reverse. I know writers who think they are freaking hilarious. And then you go, really? I'd like to see, I'd like to see you last like a minute and a half with this shit oh, to actual people. Is so so there's two ends of it. There's there's this there's this sort of stand-up, maybe hacky stand-up or so, Somebody who just they get in a room and they cannot adjust to a a group. And B, just the notion of, okay, what's funny, but inside what's being created here? And I think- Yeah, go ahead
0: sorry I think that it's like both of them lack understanding their audience Mm. so when you're like a writer who's used to like writing and then you go and do stand up and you're like lukewarm you never think about the other aspects of your stand up other than your jokes it's like what about your stage presence like what about like the way that you're saying the jokes maybe you should elongate them maybe like there's just so many other like factors to like than just writing writing is not enough like and also so you should evaluate your writing like be honest with yourself like is it actually funny is the crowd ever going to laugh have only laughed once and then you've been holding on to that joke be honest with yourselves don't be afraid to kill your darlings and then for stand-up comedians like not being able to do well in writers rooms it's simply because they're used to saying the same shit over and over and over and over and over again and it's like it's like a plague, you know, you are in a writer's room with them and they're repeating the same jokes they've said over and over, over again, too. And it's like if a joke doesn't get in, it's not going to get in. It's not like stand up where it's like, OK, this joke did well this night. And then the next night it did like horrible. It's like, don't try and pitch the same joke over and over again in a writer's room. It's over at the it's first note. Edit.
1: <laughs> Edit is is. Is the briefest, simplest advice on so many fronts? It's <laughs> and it's shocking how how even myself sometimes I'll go, why isn't that working? And then I'll go, No, no, the, the point is it's not working. You're a writer, you could probably write something better than that. So sit down and get busy. W- what do you like to write the best? Do you like writing stand-up better than being in a you know, writing a script or because and, and here's why I ask, I'm just now getting to a point in a couple of projects where I'm feeling like, like the rhythm I have and what I know best, which is stand up. I'm feeling like, ooh, ooh, this is starting to come in script. You know, I'm starting to feel like this is actually maybe a little bit of a voice that's translating to a script. Are, do you find that? What What do you like the best?
0: I like writing scripts better, just because you're painting a whole world. I love stand-up, but I feel like a lot of the s- jokes I use in my scripts, I can just pull out and use my stand-up if I want to. So they sort of inform each other too.
1: Right. Where do you do yeah. in stand-up?
0: Um, I did my first show at the Improv last week. That was crazy. Um, That's great. Right. yeah it was really fun but i've just been like doing all like the clubs in west hollywood i did like this store a couple times which was really cool but i'm only like a year in like i started like last august so um i'm just like you know starting out but i'm trying to like learn a lot you know from everyone around me and i'm trying to become like a door guy at the comedy store i don't know if it'll happen but i'm trying
1: (laughs) that's so impressive you would be uh, having uh work there uh and, and having my name on the wall there, you would uh, be the best looking doorman they've ever had.
0: I'm dead. No, there's some good looking door girls now. Like comedy oh, started. Yeah, it's they've up upped it's... their game. Yeah. They've, <laughs> uh, they've upped their game
1: from Freddie Asparagus, who was the doorman when I was there. That's
0: crazy. You have your name on the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Wall. That's, cool. That's what I want to happen one day for me. <laughs> well, look, it, it, you're, you're, you're all you, you're
1: you already doing it and the store was one of only really two clubs you could work in town yeah when i was coming up so and there was nothing else there was literally hey, you know i'm gonna write something and uh hand deliver it to people there was no other way to to get your comedy out there really with the exception of sketch comedy. And that was the groundlings. And that was impossible to get into. You had to dedicate. I did groundlings. That's, that's amazing.
0: Groundlings is so elitist, but not, not even elitist anymore. It's just racist. You look at like the walls of the groundlings. It's like all white dudes and like one black dude. It's not, not normal. They needed like, (laughs) fix something going on there. I don't know what's in the water there. They need to fix right. it. <laughs> oh, man. Was there
1: better improv in town? Did you do UCB like
0: uh... is better than Groundlings, oh. for sure. Because they allow you to tell jokes in their improv. And Groundlings, if you can tell a joke, they're like, you're not in the moment enough. And I'm like, some people just naturally tell jokes. Right. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, it's like some people write their stand-up on stage. For, yeah. for a long time, that was looked at as like, eh, that's bullshit. What you're really doing is just fucking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more I would watch certain people, I would go, ooh, uh, Ian Bagg or Paula Poundstone or, or um, uh, you know, Pryor for that matter, or Damon Wayans. Or, you know, people like that. Uh, Marsha Warfield used to just kind of vamp. Louis Anderson, who I came up with in Minneapolis. There are people for who the process is get on stage and then say something and explore that. And then, and I said, Oh, this is just a different way to write. Some people have a different way to write. Some people are using it as an excuse to bullshit their way through 20 minutes, but some people fucking write this way. And I was like, it blew my mind. I was like, wow. And I could see it happening. Yeah, it's sort of like how Biggie
0: wrote his songs that way. Only Freestyle. Yeah. Who wrote their songs that way? Biggie. Oh, really? Just hop into the booth and start going. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not like that. I need to think out everything. And like some stand-up comedians do, you know, like write on stage. And like, um, I feel like because I'm new, I get sort of like shit on a little bit. And they'll be like, oh, you're so good at writing jokes. And I'm like, okay, okay, thank you. Uh, I'm not, I can't improv stand-up. I, I can only do so much. it's <laughs> so interesting.
1: That may be a
0: perennial
1: because that happened to me when I first got to town is because I relied on the strength of the joke until I could. And, you know, you mentioned this earlier, and it's really important. You got to play the whole instrument. And I didn't learn that for a long time. I Oh, wait a second. I naturally make funny faces when I'm telling jokes. So now, now focus on that a little bit. What, what are you going to stand in one place and draw them to you when you move? Is there a purpose to it? Is there a physical move that could help the joke? If you're doing little characters, make sure you're pointing one way. when you're talking as this character and that way, when you, you know, all those little tips, but I I do remember the strength when I got to town in the mid eighties was just the writing. And there were people, a parade of them, who said, you yeah, know, you're <laughs> a good writer. You should write for, like, me. <laughs> you know, when you go, oh, God, wait a second. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I see the cubbyhole I'm being thrust into. And at first, there's a great temptation to go, well, it's a way to get accepted. And a way to get a you know traction perhaps, and, but I just didn't have the brain to know how to utilize that in a wider skill set, and I think you do that's an interesting also an interesting um skill to be and I think a lot of people have it, and I think you have it a lot of it, which is oh, I'll do this for a little bit, and this will enhance. These other five things I'm doing. Are you yeah. conscious of that when you get into job situations?
0: Yeah, for sure. Like the current show that I'm on now, um, well, I, we wrapped basically last Friday. So, like three days ago, um, it was like an animation guild show. So, I wasn't like breaking, I was in the scab or anything like that. Right, right, right disney but um i learned a lot about songwriting because we had to write a song every episode and like i got to work with like the head of the production company and he's like this great musician and he has all these like amazing platinum records on the wall of the production company whatever and to learn songwriting from someone that it's just like so easy and they do it like for a living and like have published so many amazing songs Um, I feel like that's gonna like make my next album even better to be honest because I it gave me more of an instinct and just like stuff that like he thought was just like you know normal or whatever was something that I learned so much about he's like oh you don't know the natural number system I'm like no what is that I didn't know so many things (laughs) and so like I've learned so much and I feel like in every and like even though that is like a part of Comedy, Cause I do comedic music. Like I perform, like whenever I go to like a big club or whatever, they always ask for me to do one of my songs. And so I, um, you know, even though it is like a part of comedy, I'm able to like, you know, incorporate that like music writing ability with that.
1: Um, now the songs, uh, man titties is, uh, is a favorite as, as I I'm, I'm beginning to see evidence of them myself. As I, yeah. as I as I get older. Uh but that's one of the songs, Cinderella Dick, another one. Yeah. And it's just it's it's funny to me. And how do you approach a song? Like, do you write the lyrics first?
0: Yeah, I write the lyrics first. Well, I write one verse of the lyrics. And then I go to my producer, Connor Masura, and I'm just like, Do you what do you think about like I basically write a few um verses and i'm like which verse do you like the most which one inspires you and then he chooses one i'll write like 5 or 10 and then he's like that one and cuz he has a better like music sensibility than me and then i'll he'll basically be constructing the beat and as he's constructing the beat i'll write out the rest of the song and then we'll record it
1: so where does this go for you is this uh, i mean is this say uh, a is this like a, an early stage of where Jamie Fox was, and all <laughs> of those things are going to move forward at the same time? You know, I'm going to act, I'm going to do music, I'm going to do comedy. I'm a. Is it is it all moving forward for you, or are you are you gonna are you gonna go? Eventually, I'm going to focus on that. Do you know that right now, or are you just covering all of this because this is who you are and this is what you like?
0: Um, I think I'm just covering what I like and who I am I feel like nothing will probably change it'll just all grow I don't think I'll like turn and focus on anything but I do think like my interest will expand and maybe um, yeah I'll just see where things go like for my music I'll just see where it goes like comedy wise I feel like that honestly is what propelled me into live performing. I started getting booked a lot to like perform my songs. And then I was just like, all of these older comedians are just like, I want to see you on stage, but I also don't want to hear music. So I started doing stand-up because they just, I feel like a lot of like older comedians, they don't like respect musical comedy. They're just like, let's see stand up, Let's see something real. And so I was like, okay. I oh know. God, I can- <laughs> why, why, why when, you know, you can go
1: back to uh, to Albert Brooks. You can go. I mean, you know, it's so musical. I don't know of they comedy.
0: Were doing clubs, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they just like, you know, had concerts or whatever. or Just like, you know, we're we're neatest thing,
1: I think, because. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I, I know the purity of it and all that crap. But, you know, there's guitar comics out there. um whether it's Nick Thune or back in my uh, day, Dennis Blair or guys like that, who were just fucking hilarious, you know Martin Mull for Christ's sake started as a stand-up who played guitar and he was freaking brilliant. His shit was brilliant. So yeah. to me, that's always kind of an elitist, a bit of an elitist move.
0: I I agree. Um, it definitely would be like my dream to like tour with Craig Robinson. Oh yeah, there's an, there's another guy. First of all, if I,
1: I only wish someone would do the George Duke story so that Craig Robinson could play George Duke, cause he almost looks exactly like him anyway. And he has the exact same musical chops to, you know, on a basic level. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that would be, that would be choice. Do you do, when you do the music on stage, do you play a track and do it or do you, yeah. is there a little I, bit of a show to it? Is there?
0: <laughs> there is a show to it. I like have a persona, like a female rapper persona called the witty girl. And like, she like has like a blonde wig and stuff. And like, there's like props and yeah, I twerk in it. Like I pretend like I'm a real like a uh, rapper, which is like kind of fun because it's just like, um, I used to be like a video girl and like rap music videos. And so it like sort of was like coming full circle for me to like, you know, pretend to be a rapper, pretend to be these people that were so annoying on set and so like, you know, I'm entitled.
1: <laughs> That's great. What's your stand up process? Cause you're just starting that. What are you taking from your other writing that you go, oh, this, this muscle is going to be good for writing jokes?
0: Um, So when I first started stand up, I like looked at a bunch of my tweets and I was like, is there anything there? And like, those are one liners. Right. Yeah. So it's like different. So I still had to like construct stories around them. So for me, it was like more so figuring out um what's the story beyond like the tweet, you know, because yeah. sometimes like. If you just have one-liners, that's not not enough. Your set will be unsustainable. Like I had a friend that like she only did one-liners and then she tried to film like 30 minutes of something. And she had to like have a water bottle and like read every like like reference to sort of understand where she was going because it's like hard to memorize 30 minutes of one-liners. Like I wouldn't want to yeah. do that and so um when I first performed at the comedy store um there was like this really the person that booked me like gave me really good notes on my stand-up set on um, and she was basically like elongate your jokes because I'd already elongated them past one-liners but she was like even longer like this isn't like a sitcom a sitcom every other thing you say has to be a joke and she was like it doesn't need to be that way you like should just use less jokes and so I went from like having like I don't know like 20 jokes and like a 10 minute set to now having like, you know, like 10 jokes in a 10 minute set, which I think is way more like chill. And so for me, my process is like, you know, figuring out what I think is funny. Like if I find something funny, I'll like write it down. And sometimes I'll t- test it on Twitter. If I know for a fact it's going to kill, I won't even test it on Twitter. I'll just incorporate it in my set. Right. Um, but yeah, what I normally I- you
1: goes, it's going to kill. What triggers in you when you go, I don't even have to try this? Because I know what you're saying. It took me a long time to trust that though. Uh, you know, and I mean a long time and a lot of stage time for me to go, oh, I know that's gonna, I just know that's gonna work. And you're right uh, 99% of the time. Wh- what in you goes uh, that's gold?
0: I'm a very tough critic. I feel like a I feel like um I'm my toughest critic, and that is why like i feel like a lot of my jokes do well because i know it's funny like i just know deep down in my heart what people will find funny who will find it funny and if it's broad enough like whatever i just yeah i just have an instinct i'm like i know this is gonna kill i know that won't kill it's i don't know
1: <laughs> to elongate um because my instinct is always and as i as i continue as a stand-up i've actually shrunk it so i i would prefer that the setup or the whatever the ramp up to the punchline is as funny as the punchline like i want to yeah. make everything funny you know and it's it's hard but it's interesting and there are some people who just have a persona you mentioned one-liners and Stephen Wright popped into my head and I thought, oh, that's a guy who did one-liners. But his whole persona was such an identity and a story in and of itself that he could do that. They were so like existential and metaphysical and weird. All Every one of his jokes where you just went, I can't wait for the next one. From this weird guy with the long hair and the interesting look. So it can kind of become its own persona, but it's very rare. So you're working on elongating. That's why.
0: I I love storytelling. But yeah, it's like, even though like the punchline may be like further down the line, when I do elongate, especially if it's like a long story that goes like over a minute, I will incorporate like other jokes. Like I'll look right. through my list of jokes that I have and I'll be like, can one of these fit in there? Or I'll try and think of something myself. Right. Um, But other than that, yeah, I, I feel like I'm okay with like the audience not laughing if I'm telling a story because it usually it's like horrifying or like interesting enough for them to stay in their seats for it. <laughs>
1: it's usually horrifying enough for them to stand <laughs> in the seats that's hilarious um so if somebody walked in today strikes over somebody comes in and goes i need you on uh my staff on a show that is wildly interesting to you are you ready to take it and put the other stuff Aside, because it might be too time consuming or is the time consumption something you would have to really think about between doing that gig and maintaining what you have, the momentum you have going in other areas?
0: Uh, yeah, that's real. Cause I just finished like a sixty-five week room, and I feel like a lot of thi- like I wish I was like further along in like stand up and stuff. I feel like if I had been able to like spend more time, I would be like you know. I mean, I'm I'm doing well in stand up, but like I could have like been even like further and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time you need to make a living like I make a living through writing it's like I'm not good at anything else like I've never like been a waiter anything like that I don't really have any applicable life skills like that like this strike is really making me realize i'm not good at anything else (laughs) besides like writing and performing so coming to a reckoning with that like this is how i need to make money i i hope other ways i can make money as well um and like but i just have to get better at it and that comes with time And I feel like anyone that like has a day job, like struggles with that. It's like, oh man, instead of like serving or whatever, I wish I was like, you know, practicing my set more. It's like the same thing. Like I'll be in a writer's room and like, like I wrote like on an animated show. It wasn't like the same vibe as my standup at all. And I had to like switch gears constantly and be like, okay, I'm going to um, be different. Like I have to like do different jokes and different styles and I have to like prioritize my job and rush to the show. Um, but yeah, I hope one day I can like have my own show so I can like, you know, not have to like compromise in that way, or at least get better at stand up. So I can like choose not to be on a show if I don't want to be on one, like I feel like now I take what I can get um, right. as far as television work. And I I hope I get to the point where I'm like, you know, popping in so many other areas. Like if something doesn't really sing to me, or if I'm not really obsessed with the situation that I'm in, I can pivot.
1: Always moving forward. Uh that's Camille Corbett. Uh, thanks so <laughs> much for coming on. Uh what a blast. We have to do this again because yes. for me. It's so like it's like a learning uh a learning center class for me. I'm, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. Uh I learned so much every time we talk. Uh thanks so much for coming on. Uh even though I don't smoke dope, perhaps I know enough people who do. Maybe I'll come on and do the smoke show show at some point.
0: Yes. No, I'm gonna open it up to men. That's like a whole other thing. This um, show has like made me slow down with Smoke Show Show. So I would definitely would love to have you on there. Because uh, I'm going to
1: soon. <laughs> I'll do it. Thanks so much for coming on, Camille. Uh, plug something. First of all, at, witty, at the Witty Girl on Twitter and I think across all platforms. Yeah,
0: except on TikTok. I'm at the Witty Girl 94, but everything else, I'm at the Witty Girl.
1: That's impressive. Go, uh, go check her out. Thanks again for doing the show.
0: Uh, thank you for having me.